listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith to culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. John Ackerman, Tom Edwards, Mike Lara. And we're sorry. We really do try to do this every week. But we also really appreciate that we've learned to give ourselves some space when we need it. Um, We had a little bit of sickness run through. We had some family crises run through. And we're back now. And it's, it's really nice to recognize sort of where we've come from over the years. You know, there was a stretch there where missing a week felt like, you know, colossal failure for us. And it's really cool now to feel like, you know what, we've got permission to take care of us first. And that's, that doesn't mean that we're not passionate about the thing that we're doing. And I just, I find that to be such a fitting end as we've come to the end of this segment on our mission and our vision and our core values, that, that this is the thing that we've built over three years. And this is the thing that we're passionate about continuing. And we've learned how to build in margin. We learned how to build in margin for strong towers and we learned how to build in margin around, around strong towers. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I was struck by that over the last, you know, several weeks of us putting together these episodes and the space that seemed to happen in between, uh, just our growth in getting to this place. Um, I don't know if I was the only one, so feel free to chime in there. But <laughs> so we're wrapping up uh, with core values. We talked through faith and adventure. Last episode was about brotherhood, and we're bringing it home here with identity and purpose. And so we're going to, as we've done with the past episodes, we're going to share a little bit of what we put down on paper and then just talk through why these mean so much to us, um, why these really are core to what we've discovered about ourselves at Strong Towers and what we've discovered about what we really care most about in terms of the path that we're continuing to walk with you all. Uh, So, Tom, take it away, man. Yeah, so Strong Towers, core belief, identity. We have all been called to be someone great, and it is our greatest adventure to find this truth. Imagine a version of you where creativity and productivity are no longer tied to validation. Imagine your strength and courage separated from insecurity and doubt. Picture yourself capable of radical generosity and compassion without ever fearing weakness or craving notoriety. There is a version of you that God intended when he spoke you into existence. Envision being redefined and unleashed by the restoration of all that has been, instead of by your failures, betrayals, and wounds. That is the truth of who you are. That is who you are on the journey to becoming. I know that's a lot to take in in the audio. And so now that we've gone through all the core values, this will be up on the website. And it may just be a little bit easier to process and print, or maybe you just hit the 30-second back arrow on whatever you're listening on and just let that roll through a couple of times because there's a lot in there. And I've not looked at this, I think since we wrote it up and just listening to it again, there was just, there was a lot that stood out for me. Um, and we haven't even gotten to purpose yet and just how inextricably linked (laughs) those two are. Yeah. Uh, And so we're going to talk about identity for a little bit and what we've come to discover in ourselves that has made this topic so central to this platform in particular, but to our lives specifically. 
Um, so Mike, Tom, what jumps out at you as, as we hit this section on identity? Yeah, I feel like identity and purpose together to me are the target for strong towers for the journey that each of us finds ourselves on. I feel like we are moving in a direction of more and more understanding and more and more alignment with our God-given identity and purpose. Um, and it almost feels like faith and adventure and brotherhood are kind of like the aiming devices that get us to that target. You know, you brought up the, the, the length of identity and, and purpose is similar. They, they both are, are the, the longest of the core values that we wrote out. And as I was reading it, I was like, man, this is a little bit wordy, but I feel like every piece of that was important. And so we've talked about the, the, you know, conversation that we had around crafting each of these statements, um, and why we chose the words that we did and even the cadence that we did, um, to just call to something deeper in us. Because even, uh, having lived with the idea of pursuit of God's identity for us, uh, for, you know, years now, like the three of us have, um, we still realize that we're not there and there's still more to discover and peel back the layers on and um, get more to that core of who we are and who we're meant to be. Um, so this really is a journey that anyone can find themselves on at any point and still be moving in the direction that we're talking about here. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I love the way you worded that too, Tom, right? You've used words such as call to pursuit discovery. And the thing that I think summed it up for me was the final word in that sentence. And that was becoming right. Oftentimes our, we find our identity in, in our, in our past, right? We find our identity in our story and our wounds and everything that's come from before. And it, it's, it's hard for, especially for me, I think for a long time, not to get tangled up in those past stories, right? It's hard for me not to move past the, this is who I, who I was. And the thing I love about our, definition of identity, what our vision was for identity. It wasn't so much about you're not defined on your past. You're not defined strictly on the things that happened to you. You're not defined on the, on the decisions you made. It's all about becoming the, the true person that God called you to be, right? It's, it's, it's constant development. It's constant moving forward. And we're not always saying that, that you're not a great person now, but there's always, they say there's always that room for, for, for improvement. I heard it once said that nobody's perfect. Right? There was only one perfect person, and that, and that was Jesus. But if we strive for perfection, we're going to fall short. And falling short of perfection is excellence. And so when I think about our definition of identity, it's that. It's shooting for excellence. It's shooting for the truth in, in, in who we are, and that is things such as being creative. That is things such as being generous, just things that we aim to be um, because we're called to be that. And so I, I love identity. I love, I, yeah, it is wordy. Um, it's probably something I'll never be able to memorize. It's not going to fit on a Hobby Lobby sign, but you know what? It is it is one of my favorite core values. It's one of the pillars that I think is probably the, 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 the strongest and the biggest out of the five. And I, I, I truly 
think we nailed this one, guys. I mean, like I, I'll I'll play the kudos track or the uh, the cheering or whatever right now at this point. But uh, <laughs> you know, pat on our back uh, for the whole group. But I, I think this one to me really help redefine not only for myself but for my family on what identity means for a group for ourselves. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up the stuff from your past, right? And, and we do kind of have either the, we get this mentality that we're stuck with the things that happened to us in the past. And that, that just is, you know, part of who we are and yeah. part of what we carry yeah. and, or that somehow we have to cast off mm-hmm. uh, what happened in the past and, you know, uh, trauma or upbringing or whatever it might be that, that somehow we have to move past those things. But John, I know, this is a topic that you love to um, talk about and teach on. And can you talk just a little bit about the uh, the kind of the mind shift of the truth that God has even in those things that happened to us in the past and how he wasn't absent because of, you know, something that happened in our lives earlier, but it all feeds what he has for us in the present. Yeah. Yeah. I I forget if it was George McDonald or GK Chesterton, but one of them said that we have all fallen victim to, we all suffer from the same calamity that we have all forgotten who we are. We have all forgotten the truth of who we are. And, and I think when we start to look at identity like this, that identity isn't who we try really, really hard to become. Mm-hmm. It's who we always were. Yeah. And it's it's the it's the part of you, it's the truest part of you that got covered up by the things that happened in life. The things that happened in life that made you feel like there were parts of you that needed to be hid away or that there were parts of you that needed to be emphasized in ways that were unhealthy in order to find validation or acceptance or success. And that when we talk about identity, what we're really talking about is a return to original design. You know, the, the opening line is we have all been called to be someone great. And that's that's not millennial hyperbole. Th- that's, that's the truth. Like, God doesn't make anything other than great things, good things. And so anything other than that that we've accepted is, is simply false. It's very understandable, right? Because life has not been kind to most of us in some way, shape, or form. And so it's completely understandable when we feel like, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, you don't understand. This is who I am. Who I am is, you know, someone who never measures up, someone who was never good enough, someone who's just simply not accepted or respected or loved or valued. Or it's someone who always has to come through, someone who's always got to have the finger pistols and the witty retort, right? It, it's it's whatever, right? And and it's just exhausting. I mean, if you get a circle of guys to be open and honest for just a couple minutes, it seems like most of them are tired of trying to be something that they're not. And... And so th- this is the return to identity. 
you know, as I read through this, you know, there's, there's sections that just start to create a different perception of who you are already at your core. You know, imagine a version of you where creativity and productivity are no longer tied to validation. Right? Truly, just pause and imagine a version of yourself where what you do, what you produce, has no bearing on what you're worth. And just let that reality be reality for a second. Imagine what that would feel like. That what comes out of you is just what comes out of you because it was in there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it's not to earn accolades and it's not to earn recognition and it's not even necessarily for provision. But it's just what was naturally always meant to come out of you. No apologies needed. No diminishing or self-promotion. It's just, it's what was always meant to come out of you. Like, what would that feel like? Picture yourself capable of radical generosity and compassion without ever fearing weakness or craving notoriety. Where you just give the best that you have to give. And without the diminishment of, well, you know, but it's not as good as, or, you know, next time I'll try it, right? But it's just, you give the best that you have to give. And it's good. Not just good enough, but it's good. Imagine what it would feel like to be that person. Envision being redefined and unleashed by the restoration of all that has been, instead of by your failures, betrayals, and wounds. But that's not the truth of who you are, those things. The truth of who you are has always been there and will always, like it, it cannot be destroyed. It can be covered over for a time. It can be diminished. It can be marginalized. It can be maligned in the short term, but it can never be destroyed. It can never be taken away. And it is always right there on the cusp of being brought back out into broad daylight for you and everyone else to see. That's the truth of who you are. And that's what we're all on the journey of becoming is who we are and that that's been the most transforming thing in my life is the recovery of who I was always meant to be and it's the thing that I love talking about more than just about anything else is helping people discover who they were always meant to be well and it's central right because it forces us to redefine so many things in our lives uh, you know, things that, that we hit on in the statement, right? And, and you were walking through how I interact with work, how I interact with family and relationship, how I interact with creativity, generosity. It, it just, it forces us to really take a look at how we have set up a world around us to protect what has always been at the core and to try and keep that safe instead of letting that be unleashed upon the world. Yeah. I think one of the, the things that I'm reminded of also is, is that perspective change, right? You know, I, I often remember hearing the, you know, our greatest fear or deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, right? That whole, that whole quote thing. And 
I challenge that sometimes because I I grew up in that Kobe Michael Jordan kind of phase of um, you know my perceived weakness is actually going to be my strength right but the perspective that I got wrong there was that it was still my weakness it was still my strength right and it wasn't until actually really being redefined on my identity in God that I realized like my strength or my weakness is His strength right and and that's where I'm going to find my identity at and in, in, in that def- definition of what he called me to be. And I love that original design, John. I, I think for, for, for me, when we talk, when you talk about original design and what we are, what we are meant to be is something that I often, and I won't say often, but I used to feel that I was originally design, designed for this and I made mistakes and that design is broken. And that's the thing I love about being reminded that no, it is not, it is not broken right? It is, it is still in play and it's still there mm-hmm. for you to, to, to be called to. So I love that. I love that verbiage, right? Original design and, and being great and being good. Yeah. It's uh, not finished, right? right? Yes. Yeah. That's the stage we're in is not finished. And one of my favorite images for this is, um, I don't know, it was Leonardo da Vinci or one of those uh, Renaissance sculptors talked about uh, looking at the block of marble and basically setting the sculpture free, you know, um, that the sculpture is in there. And there's even a couple of them where, you know, it is like a woman rising out of the block of marble and, you know, she doesn't have legs and uh, the sculpture is unfinished, but it's there in the stone. And there's still a process to, to go through of releasing the rest of the reality of what was already in there. I just, you know, obviously sculpture is, is a, a kind of a beautiful image for that, but I think it really powerfully tells the story of, of what we're talking about here, uh, of what is truly deep down buried really far under a whole lot of crap sometimes, but is in there for us to surface. Yeah. And, you know, one of the coolest parts about this, and, and Tom, I love, you, you know how much I love that reference to, to Michelangelo's Pieta. Um, and if you guys have never heard the story on that, go check it out. But it's, it's the reminder to you that this isn't up to us to figure out. You don't have to go figure out the truth of who you are and then work really hard to become it, right? The truth of who you are is in there because it was placed in there by the person who knew you before you were born. And it's his job to uncover it with your willing submission to the process of being uncovered, right? So one, this is collaborative. This isn't great. I have one more thing to do now, one more place to fall short, right? This is invitation into the recovery of something that, that existed before you knew it did, but that was always in mind and it's in there and it's in there. And it's just, it's waiting to be unleashed. And, you know, that word was very intentionally used um, because, again, you were designed to be great. And so you, you you were designed to leave your mark on the world around you. And when you become you, you are going to have a powerful impact on the world around you. And you already are. So I like where you're going with this. And when we talk about our mark on the world, I think that's often man's biggest question, right? What am, what am I built for? What is my, what is my purpose? And so, uh, Tom, I don't know if you want to bring us home with the, uh, with the last pillar on the paper. But, yeah, let's uh, do it. Pillar yeah. number five. 
You are made for a purpose. You are made to create, to bring order, and to help others flourish around you. There are lives that only you can touch. Work that your hands are specifically shaped to complete. A deep need in the world that you are uniquely positioned to and equipped to fill. Your purpose is inextricably connected to the lives of others. Your purpose will call you out into places beyond your understanding. Your purpose will uncover the deepest and best parts of who you were created to be. Your purpose will bring you face to face with the one who called you to it. That is what you are made for. So right off the bat, one of the, one of the things I loved about the way we wrote this, every other pillar we had was we aim to be, we are this. This is the only one where we almost have an outward mission, right? This is you. And yes, we were speaking about ourselves. Yes, we were speaking to each other. But I love the way this was written with the intention of being an outward focused pillar, right? Our purpose as Strong Towers is everything that's written above. And in addition to that, to go out, to go to go forth and to reach other people, right? So I, I right off the bat, just the way we we wrote this, no, no, it was no longer we. It was you specifically, outward focus to everybody that we're speaking to, including ourselves. So that was, I just wanted to point that out real quick. I don't know if you guys caught that, but that was, I love that. I love the way we wrote that. And I'm saying we. I I know I didn't write a lot of this. This was this is the writers of the group, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna use the word we instead of just you because you guys wrote it, but it was we we wrote it. Hundred <laughs> percent we. <laughs> but I think it almost it almost had to fall out that way, right? Like in the order that we did these. As you are discovering your identity and to be coming closer to the truth of who you are, then you're also simultaneously on a path to discovering what it is that God has you here for. Uh, And if we go all the way back to God's first interactions with humanity, Adam and Eve were told to increase the garden. Right? They were told to push the kingdom outward. And so uh, at its core, as we get closer to who God created us to be and understanding that identity, I, I think that identity intrinsically has a what was I created to do to to expand the bounds of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, as I look back through these, I think some of what we intended, either intentionally or perhaps unconsciously, but you know, faith faith oftentimes seems overly personal, and what we tried to emphasize was just how much of a collective journey faith is, even as it's personal development. You cannot take that journey alone, not and go anywhere significant. Uh, And and the same with adventure, that even as adventure is very much an invitation to push your own limits and, you know, to discover your boundaries and borders, 
it, by definition, it requires that you go with others. Brotherhood, self-explanatory, right? That that that's an automatic invitation into a communal lifestyle in some way, shape, or form. As we push into identity and purpose, I think this is where we run into one of the things that I hate the most, and it's false comparison. And when we talk about identity and purpose, so often there's an almost instinctive reaction internally towards either self-diminishment or self-promotion as compared to the guy standing next to us. And I think so often with purpose, in most cases, not all, but in most, that diminishment hits hard. The, the sort of, you know, who am I kicks in. And again, there's some incredible self-starters out there. People that just, they go 100 miles an hour all day long, seemingly for their whole life. And, and sometimes that's driven by a fair amount of confidence that I'm not anyone and I need to prove to the contrary. But it just feels like so often, again, if you get a group of guys in a circle and they're willing to be honest for a couple of minutes, there's there's that sense of, I mean, really, who who am I? What 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 could I possibly do that would make a lasting difference? Right? There's that constant feeling that man, I just don't measure up. I don't have what it takes. And and I love how forcibly direct this last one is. You know, it, it's it's some of the most loving finger in the chest that I think we've written. But the the reality that. No, this is you. This is not the collective where you can fade into the background and just be a face in the crowd. This this is you. This is almost where we each need to have a moment to recognize that we can stand alone with a unique and essential purpose before we then step into the necessity and the essential nature of doing this together. Because again, so often it is easy to feel like, well, this is what other this is this is why other people are here. You know, I'm, I'm not as good with words. And so that's why the people that are good with words are here. I'm not as good at connecting with other people. And so that's why the extroverts are here and I'm not as good at, you know, being detail focused. And so, you know, right. It's always, and yes, there, there's 99% of the time, there's always somebody better, but you are capable of touching lives that no one else can touch simply because of who you are and where you are. Right? You have influence in areas that the most noteworthy celebrity can never touch because they're not you. You you simply cannot be easily replaced. And that matters. And And the other part that I love about this, because purpose is very, Mike, like you said, it's very externally focused. But there's a large part of purpose that's actually very self-focused in that your purpose will actually bring out the truth of who you are in a way that nothing else can. It's not until you start living out your purpose that the truth of who you are comes to the surface. Identity is not an academic exercise. It's experiential. And the lab space for identity is purpose. And so as you start living out the truth of who you are, it comes to the surface. As you start doing the things that you were made to do, you see yourself more clearly than you ever have before because you can't, <laughs> you can't argue with 
what reality and experience is teaching you. And I love that this is where we bring it home is that, you know, faith is core to all of this and faith, again, not in a sterile setting, but in a place of frontier, of pushing borders and boundaries in community with like-hearted people, but in a way that authentically brings out the truth of who, of who you were made to be and what you were made to do. I was listening to a leadership podcast um, not too long ago. And in the beginning of the podcast, uh, one of the guys brought up, share with me some one time that somebody called out leadership in you. And everybody had stories to tell about that one leader. Very similar to how we had that story about the leaders that called out, you know, our purpose and things in us, right? And the the point of the podcast that I thought was brilliant was at the end of the stories, he asked, well, who are you in that in somebody else's life? Who are you calling out those things in other people's life? And it really made me think about purpose and and how oftentimes we get maybe too busy to try to define what our identity is or we try to get too busy and looking for the next adventure or the next group of, of, of brothers or community that we can surround ourselves with. And we often forget about the little things in life that we have a direct impact on. And that is our purpose, right? It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that, that, um, huge magazine cover article, you know, notoriety kind of thing. Oftentimes it's the little things like saying, wow, you were a really good friend in that moment and calling out others, you know, identity and purpose in them. Right. And that, that's what our purpose could be is something as simple and as easy as that. And so I'm very happy with, with, with our, our definition of purpose. And it, it, you know, originally when I, when I thought about our purpose, I actually thought about another story and that was, uh, I introduced my, uh, my oldest to, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series. And, uh, you know, the, the famous, uh, uh, that's not my problem scene where he lets the, uh, the bad guy run. And, and my son was just like, are you kidding? What, what? He just let the bad guy go. Like, and later on you find out in the story, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it's a 20 year old movie, but you know, they, they, <laughs> he runs into the guy and he, and he finds out that that's, you know, that's, that's who, who killed uncle Ben. Right. And, and, and it just broke my kid's heart. Like, Hey man, that was his, he's Spider-Man dude. That's his job. That's his purpose. That's what he's built for. And I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't discover his purpose until after that moment right and that's it's almost like it's i don't want to say too late i mean yeah it was a big impact on it but finding our purpose early and i and understanding that i think is 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 big right and 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 it could change right your purpose kind of like our mission and our vision can can kind of morph and mature and and change as we as we grow and as we develop new skills but um i think it is important for us to realize that we are here and we are built Again, back to that original design, John, we are, we, we have been built for a specific plan and we have a specific purpose. And I think it's, it's very much in our, it's our responsibility to, to look out for that and to find that and discover that. Right. Yeah. And I like that you brought up too, that it it can shift, right. It can grow. Um, Cause we talked about earlier how this is definitely a journey that we are on where we are on a, a continuum, right? And so what I have discovered about my identity and purpose to date 
is not intended to lock me into this is this is the only thing that I can be. You know, God calls me a good friend, and so that's that's all I'm going to ever be is I am going to just solely search for places where I can be a good friend. Um, you know, there is there's more. There is always more. Uh, and we don't get a full understanding of that. God has it, but, but we don't have it. And so it's not that God is changing things up on us. It's that we get to see more with him as we continue on this journey. So we finally did it guys. (laughs) We got through mission and vision, uh, really appreciate you all out there that have uh, that have stuck with us on this series, uh, I think we've said it before, but it, it kind of seems like a little bit of uh, self service here to uh, to spend a number of episodes talking about you know the, the the brainstorming and the process that we went through in in figuring out what our mission and vision were, and then developing these core values out of it. And we're really excited about uh, having that framework to kind of measure where Strong Towers goes from here and, and what comes next uh, for the three of us and, and the platform. Um, but hopefully in the conversations, you just started to feel that push towards something more, push to start uncovering what it is that uh, that God has for you in terms of who you are and in terms of what you were put here to do. If you've got questions, uh, if you've got stories that you want to tell us, we would love to hear it. So please reach out to us. Facebook is, is probably the easiest way. But if you find us on Instagram or Twitter, you can reach out there as well. We would love to hear from you and, and just to keep this conversation going, because these are obviously topics that that uh, we felt like were important enough for us to put down on paper and hold ourselves accountable to, but also important enough to, to talk about and uh, and uncover together. So thank you all for being here. And we'll see you next time on the Strong Towers podcast. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.